Welcome back finally to episode 58 of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. And today we have a guest all the way from Idaho. Uh, this episode is available on Videocast, which will be on YouTube and BitChute uh, a little later on. And uh, Kim's come to talk about nutrigenomics and her experience with concussion and caregiving and also in the world of neurofeedback and natural healing and uh, she's got very valuable information to share and some possible solutions um so it's, it's a really good chat and i'll leave it now uh to be introduced and i hope you'll enjoy it as much as we enjoyed recording it hello again welcome back to the post-concussion syndrome awareness podcast and it's episode 58 and I'm very, very happy to be joined by Kim Berkheimer, all the way from Idaho. Hi, Kim. Hey, Hi. David. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm great. Good stuff. Uh, so Kim's joined us to talk about um, what she's into, mainly neurofeedback and uh, nutrigenomics. Did I say that right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Um, which is uh, everything to do with oxidative um, stress uh, through brain injury, something that's not been covered very much so it's good to have Kim on and to have her knowledge and expertise and her wisdom as well. Some of you might recognize Kim from a previous episode uh, with Mr Blaine Benson uh, who's around somewhere I believe and um, so you might recognize Kim from before as well. So uh, would you like to start Kim by telling uh, uh, everybody at home a little bit about yourself, where you're from and your own experiences? with concussion. Okay. Well, so I am um, located in North Idaho in a small town called Sandpoint, only about eight or 9,000 people here, but a uh, beautiful place to live. Um, really enjoy it here. Uh, but my previous life, I, I was a military brat. I traveled all over the world. My mother is English. So uh, she was born in London and uh, met my father when he was there doing service. And uh, ultimately, I ended up in technology businesses. I spent about 38 years in technology businesses. Uh, we were talking before you, you hit the, the uh, record button there, David, about um, working nine to five jobs. So mm -hmm. nine to five jobs just about killed me back in the day. And um, I wound up on oral chemo for about 11 years and had to sell my business and also met somebody who had head injuries. And all of that sort of came together just at the right time for me, because um, it, it allowed me for one thing to figure out that I belonged doing something more like this, having to do with yeah. wellness and health and um, you know, nutrition and helping people find solutions to what can be pretty serious health problems. Um, and uh, that, you know, the world of technology and big business really wasn't uh, my thing. So uh, I figured when it tried to kill me that I needed to make a shift. And so I landed here back in 2009 after I sold my business looking for something for my friend who had the traumatic brain injury that might help him. And at the time I was sitting on the couch waiting for the next shoe to drop about my health. But I went looking for on Google something that was non-invasive, non-pharmaceutical that would help somebody with head injuries. Mm -hmm. And that was 2009. And basically discovered neurofeedback as part of that exploration and ultimately became a neurofeedback practitioner and then expanded my practice with nutrigenomics when I discovered that um, they were absolutely essential to me being able to live. 
okay? Yeah. And yeah. also to Blaine to help him reduce inflammation around his head injuries that he had multiple, multiple head injuries throughout his life and had problems with addiction as a result and um, was virtually homeless when I met him. So, you know, I was, I was essentially on a journey to uh, find wellness for both of us and it led me down this path. And uh, I've learned a lot in that intervening time. Um, you know, for example, one of the important things I've learned that often does not get discussed for people with uh, health problems, not just head injury, but in general health problems, is the role that chronic inflammation plays. Yeah. And also that um, a imbalance in our internal, well, in our nervous system, which is electrical, okay? Our nervous system is electrical, mm -hmm. having to do with frequencies. And when those frequencies are out of balance, uh, it can cause all kinds of behavioral type issues where, you know, we, we want to be able to control our temper or our mood or, uh, or whatever. And we find that we can't, and everybody's mad at us. Right. Uh, and, and we're as baffled as they are about why we just flew off the handle and exploded. Yeah. Right. And we don't seem to have the ability to control it anymore. So what I've learned over the last 14 years of focusing in this area is that dysregulated uh, frequencies in the nervous system play a huge role in that, as yeah. does the buildup of what's called oxidative stress, which mm -hmm. is really the root cause of chronic inflammation. Um, and not only are they a problem for people with head injuries and or, you know brain inflammation that, that keeps building over time, but mm -hmm. they're, they're a problem simply for aging. Yeah. This is the, these are the root causes of aging, really. And if you can reverse that, let's call it damage for lack of a better word, right? That dysregulation, if you can correct that dysregulation, then you can have a much better quality of life. And I know you take um, several different approaches to that, David, and I have to commend you. You're, yeah. You're, yeah, you've been kind of on the same journey and we've sort of come at this from different directions, but we sort of landed at the same place, right? Yeah, Towards yeah. the same types of goals, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ideally. So, um, you know, that's kind of my area of focus and, and uh, mostly, I'm going to tell you right now, mostly self-taught. I'm just like mm, most of the people yeah. who watch your podcast, mm -hmm. I'm a person trying to live with traumatic head, head injury. I've had a few of my own, not, not terribly serious ones, but I, I think enough, yeah. enough that they had an impact on me. And yeah, also with Blaine's, who were very serious, starting at the age of four. Yes, you've, so, empathy, um, yeah. you've empathy, you first hand empathy, not, you know, of what it's like to suffer concussions, you, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so I mean, a lot of people just have no idea, simply. simply right, and the curiosity to understand it. Yeah, um, exactly. Because really, I think it's, um, it's, it's uh, horrible for somebody to have a head injury, because oftentimes everybody, you know, talks about this. Oh yes, yeah, so you look good. Stigma, yeah. People look at you and they say you shouldn't. You should be fine, right? Fine. You should be fine. What's going on with you? Why are you acting like that? What's wrong with you anyway? Right? Yeah, yeah. It's just so I like to say, you know, people will start talking about mental illness, and I, I always like to say, you know, it's not about mental illness. It's about brain health. No, exactly. No, it's a this stigma. It's about brain health, and it's about the fact that the brain gets dysregulated, and it can happen for any number of reasons. I mean, it can happen from um, just chronic stress growing up in a household where there is chronic stress and people that do grow up in chronic stress, me too, me too, yeah, right? So. <laughs> people that do grow up in chronic stress tend to be more at risk 
for the effects of PTSD, the negative Absolutely. effects of Absolutely. PTSD. So then they have a head injury on top of it or multiple head injuries on top of it, right? And so they become very dysregulated and start to have serious imbalances in their ability to control their mood and their temper and their and, and have positive relationships and all of that. And, and it's not because they're not trying. No, totally are trying. Yeah, indeed, you're absolutely right, Kim. And these are the conversations that I think even forgot about like ten years ago we weren't having. Even five years right. ago, they were only starting to have them. But yeah. um, I think I started our cause on Facebook in about 2008 to 2009, okay. and there was there was nobody, barely anyone, talking about it. That's so funny. Yeah. We started searching for answers at the same time too, Dave. Yeah, I know. And then it came across Blaine <laughs> one day, and Blaine's going going hell for leather about this stuff, and I'm like, yes, at last somebody. And yeah. then you met yourself. So yeah. yeah, for me, for me, it's all linked. You know, PTSD, uh, complex post traumatic stress disorder, which almost everybody has, yeah. but that linking into trauma. Yeah, the susceptibility to uh, post concussion syndrome as a resultant of concussion or concussions. So in my case, I think I had something like between 2006 and um, 2019, I think I had like 10 uh, mild traumatic brain injuries or concussions. Wow. By, the last, by the last two or three, I'd learned to reverse it within a week or two. Um, mm -hmm. And that was the thing that was like the real eureka moment for me was like, hang on a minute, you can use certain things. I wasn't using any pharmaceuticals, by the way. And wow. I've talked about this in previous podcasts, but just to reverse the effect so that it didn't go on to take me back into that dark place again that you know that. exactly so yeah i think it's interesting we have, have these podcasts and these chats as well and, and i'm really looking forward to the insight that you're going to bring to things uh because you, you've gone down a, a very specific couple of rabbit holes <laughs> with new dynamics and neurofeedback so um how did you first get started in neurofeedback then kim well you know yeah. when we met blaine he was so terribly dysregulated and he wasn't he had been homeless before and was bordering on being homeless again. Yeah. Um, he, when he spoke, he, he was so dysregulated that we couldn't understand him. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a total word salad, right? He would open his mouth and a 500 piece puzzle would come out, you know, just. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, he, yeah, he would know what he was telling us. He'd be trying to tell us stories from his life and explain to us what was going on with him, but we couldn't understand him. Mm. And, uh, he was very reactive. He ran a lot. He would, you know, explode and run. Um, he uh, just super difficulty uh, um, controlling his emotions, very um, unspatially aware. So yeah. he couldn't, you know, he wasn't aware of what was around him. So he would frequently hit his head because he'd lose track of the fact that he got himself into a position where if he raised up, he could hit his head, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so ongoing problems with that. He himself had a heart defect that caused his heart to stop. And I think this was the case from the time he was a little boy and he would, his heart would, he would fall. And so that was his first head injury at the age of four and other injuries that followed that caused broken arms, broken legs, you name it, uh, broken eye socket, lots of reconstructive type stuff going on. And he ended up on 13 different medications, most of them psych meds, SSRIs, uh, gabapentin, narcotics, uh, Seroquel, uh, you know, um, what's that stuff, Cymbalta, you name it, Depakote, you name it, he was on it, okay, Valium, yeah, you're hearing him in the background there, he knows what they were, so, um, 
Yeah. And I was, I, I had sold my business because uh, I was sick. I was on oral chemo and um, I was sitting on the couch waiting for the next shoe to drop, but my mind was still like bored to tears. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I just started searching on the internet, what was out there that was non-pharmaceutical and non-invasive that mm -hmm. might help with brain injury. Right. And so neurofeedback is what came up mm -hmm. and that began a journey that, is one of the first things that opened my mind to the idea of alternative therapies and their potential. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing we did was we went out and found somebody who practiced neurofeedback and we bought a neurofeedback session for Blaine. Mm -hmm. okay. And so the immediate result of that was he slept for how many hours was it Blaine? 14 hours after that. Wow. It was huge because sleeping was a big problem. He was so dysregulated, he didn't sleep well. Yeah. So he slept for 14 hours straight and um neurofeedback essentially and and this is the kind that i do it's like holding up a mirror to your brain mm. so that it can see itself in real time yeah. and when it sees itself it recognizes itself and it goes oh why am i doing things like that let me let me find a more efficient way to perform this activity whatever it is yeah. and the brain starts to wire and fire together neurons that accumulate to lay down healthier neural pathways that are more efficient, more direct, uh, function better. And eventually with enough repetition of neurofeedback and usually 20 sessions will give most people a baseline of much better brain health. Um, but when, when you get to that level, you, you start, Blaine started speaking, speaking in complete sentences. Yeah. Okay much less reactive, much less reactive, sleeping better. Oh my God. Um, just not, not blowing up and running as much, you know, just became much better regulated. Now, yeah. what I've learned with um, neurofeedback is there's a couple of different kinds. I, I recommend one that is um, very simple to use. So you can both go and find a practitioner that uses this and have those sessions, which can be expensive. A lot of times it's PhD psychologists that are doing neurofeedback. Okay. And so I, didn't know that. I don't know what it's like in England and other areas of the world. This is not a medical treatment. Very expensive. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a medical treatment, but it is a, um, be. a natural therapy that is very gentle and very effective. And it's what helped me get Blaine off of all of his, yeah, it, his it, drugs yeah. because he decided... <laughs> Being, being Blaine and having head injuries, he decided that he was going to go cold turkey off of everything. Oh, did he? Including the benzos, right? Oh, uh, and he that. did, oh. right? Yeah. He did. And then we neurofeedbacked him every step of the way, which helped oh, to reduce the stress on his brain oh. and on his body of yeah. pulling back that, that suddenly. Right. Um, I would never encourage anybody to do that. You can do no, that. No, no, me neither. No, I mean, gradual titration, but no. neurofeedback makes it a lot easier. It okay? would soften the blow, I would imagine, quite dramatically. Yeah. I'm having a hard time hearing you, David. I say it would soften the blow uh, using neurofeedback, especially, you know, kind of doing cold turkey. I, I, I had to do cold turkey in 2011 from benzodiazepines after a few yeah. years of use. And, um, 
I had nothing to help me. I was on my own, kind of locked in yeah. the house, <laughs> day and night, only going out at night like a vampire. And, and uh, sad to say, the only thing I had to kind of distract me from it was alcohol. And it wasn't yeah. it wasn't pretty. It took about 10 weeks, uh, yeah. all in all, to completely get that horrible stuff out of my system. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think I, would, I was just saying that, yeah, hope, yeah, newer feedback would dramatically reduce the, the stress, I would think. Uh, yeah, it, it basically helps. helps the brain to regulate itself. So, it you know, it, it helps the brain deal with pain more effectively and yeah, uh, yeah. You know, all of that. So the, ner- the, ner- the nervous system starts to be functioning at a much more efficient, um, in a much more efficient way and, and more yeah. constructively for your body. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it helps the, the nervous system keep adjusting as the withdrawal happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would imagine so, yeah. Uh, yes, keep it adjusting, keep self-correcting. And so, you know, I and I went out ultimately and I bought a system. And then uh, we just used it here for us. And it was a remarkable thing. I mean, brain fog. Oh, my gosh, brain fog. Um, yeah. Three days, three. So I had a lot of brain fog. Mine was chemo-oriented, right? Oh, yes. And this was probably 2010 at the time. I was getting certified which with, with the kind of system that I would recommend, you don't have to have a certification for just yourself. So you can actually, you can buy, you can rent, you can have it in your home, you can do it on yourself with oh, yeah, this type of equipment. Yeah. Other types of equipment are way more complicated and not as uh-huh. user-friendly, okay? Okay. It's so, still expensive. Oh yeah, right? um, do, do, you, but do you help There are people? people who rent the systems Yeah. and yeah. You know, those are, that's a lot less expensive. And then when you rent a system, you can use it on yourself. You can use it on your family. Okay. Everybody kind of right. gets their nervous because everybody's stressed out when you have head injury in the house. Yeah. Trust me, everybody is very stressed out. Yeah. And so what, okay. one of the things that neurofeedback helps with is it helps with um, uh, stamina. So you, you get increased level of being able to tolerate, right? And resilience, you bounce back a lot faster. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so that is helpful when both sides of the equation are trying to negotiate this minefield that is traumatic brain injury, that everybody has a better ability to deal with the, the vicissitudes of traumatic brain injury. So they have more stamina, more patience, more compassion, more um, tolerance, basically more understanding. And they also have the ability to bounce back from the events, bounce back from the events, bounce back from the events. And that's true of both the person with the head injury and the people caring for the person with the head injury. So it's a very, and, and it, there's science for neurofeedback that shows it actually increases IQ by up to 20 points in children with disabilities. So if it can do that in children with disabilities, it can do it in adults with disabilities, and it can, it can do it with people who don't have disabilities. No, yeah, yeah, because you're wiring and firing more neurons together. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I mean, and you're balancing it all. The frequencies are being balanced, right? So you've got your brain into homeostasis. You've got balance. You've got coherence now, right? Both sides of the brain are working together instead of against each other. So yeah. the potential is huge. Yeah, and I, I kind of can relate to that. We had the, the, the pre-chat that we had was about healing and things as well. And uh, always bring Nikola Tesla's quote to, to mind where he, he said, yeah, if you want to understand the whole universe, think of in terms of energy, frequency and vibration, there is nothing else. 
And so yeah, I work with Reiki energy for over 20 years. The, the yeah. fre frequency side, I'll use uh, like tuning forks, solfeggio tone tuning forks in, in healing yeah. as well. Uh, and vibration as well, the sound. In Reiki, we, use to, we sing the sounds, Kota Dharma. Um, but then you've also got all the different binaural waves. You've got neurofeedback mm -hmm. yeah. as well. They're all, all just tools. And I guess, I guess if you can use as many of those three as possible simultaneously, I found yes. you get the yeah. best results with people as well. Right, right. I so you mentioned that, so. <laughs> you mentioned Reiki and meditation. So oftentimes people will say about neurofeedback that neurofeedback is like meditation on steroids. Yes. So yeah. you mentioned 40 years. Yeah. So 40 years of meditation. Uh -huh. That's me, yeah. The effect of that can be accomplished in 20 sessions of neurofeedback. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're talking 20 hours versus 40 years of ability to improve the performance of the brain. Mm -hmm. So put them both together. There's nothing wrong oh, with that. Yeah, Stack them. Yeah, right? this, this is my, my uh, philosophy is, you know, yeah. in the new paradigm of healing is to put things together. Uh, and there is still a place for allopathic med medicine at that point yes. as well. We don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So no. I would always say, yeah, there's always at some points, you're always gonna have to use a little of that. But it, it's the old saying as well, if you only use that type of medicine you just you're just covering things up when the only tool you have is a hammer everything starts to look like a nail and unfortunately that's why our healthcare systems are so broken utterly broken yes. at the moment yeah. people, people aren't healing that one yeah so i you know i have a chronic disease mm. and the answer for my chronic disease was oral chemo indefinitely mm. and i was given a 15-year prognosis okay so that was in 2003 yeah. So I'll let you do the math. How's your math, David? <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm going on 19 years here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my 15-year prognosis is in the rearview mirror. Mm -hmm. I am not cured, but my body is so clean and so well-balanced that I do not experience the effects of my disease, which are heart attacks, strokes, leukemia, and multiple myeloma. Mm -hmm. Nothing. I have not transitioned into any of that, okay? No. And I'm going to be... 66 years old in two months wow. actually less than two months okay <laughs> so you know yeah. i quit the chemo cold turkey i went to medical against medical advice to do that yeah um good for you and not every i wouldn't recommend that people do that i don't i don't make that recommendation to anybody oh. else i mean sticking a stake in the ground and deciding you're going to quit chemo is a very personal decision oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's what i did because I began to learn that there's a lot out there that I didn't know about and that there had to be another way. And that is what led me down the track of, of exploring uh, alternatives. And so here I am. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. And at that time as well, would, would you, were you aware of kind of yeah, the, the, the power of nutrition, especially when you-, you I did not at the time. I, I had not gotten to the nutritional side. I mean, I was doing supplements. Generally with food. Well, yeah, I was doing food and supplements, right? Yeah, and right. so the, the other side of what I do is the nutrigenomics. And nutrigenomics simply means using nutritional compounds to yeah. flip switches on genes. Yeah, yeah. And, and it is really, you know, you've got a lot of sciences moving in this direction. With the pharma companies, they're talking about pharmacogenomic, pharma, pharmacogenomics, okay? So they're flipping switches on genes with pharma drugs. 
is what they're doing. Okay. And, and all the people that are in the longevity business, and there is a bunch of them, including Apple and Google and Bill Gates and all these people, they, they are actually um, exploring this concept of longevity and wanting to do that. Amazon even uh, there, they have formed partnerships Uh to explore um, yeah. longevity Very and they are good. wanting to develop products that will increase longevity because there's money to be made in it yes of course but yeah. they're working with pharmaceutical companies so it's a partnership of amazon and a pharmaceutical company google and a pharmaceutical company apple and a pharmaceutical company yeah and, and they've been at it for 10 15 years now and they've yet to come up with a product well and- millions and millions and millions of dollars later Okay. probably i mean their, their motivations probably aren't quite as pure as some other people's might i just kind of don't want to be judgmental but um. yeah in the meantime <laughs> well what, we, what most people don't know is that there are things you can do naturally and in particular yeah. that's what i use is i use a product line that's actually from a biotechnology company yeah okay? yeah, yeah but, tell us a bit about that please yeah. yeah so the the company was founded by dr joe mccord he is now considered to be the father of free radical biology um, globally. He, he carries that moniker, right? Yeah. He's highly well-respected um, and cited thousands of times on PubMed.gov for his research. Right. Yeah. He, his research is really the foundation of most of the research that's going on now about how oxidative stress plays a role in um, disease, aging, and also traumatic brain injury. So that's the, that's the, thing I shared with you earlier, yes. which I can, I, I can just go do that real quick, um, just briefly to show it to people. Um, I hope it's still working. Yes, it is. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So this is just one study. Let me get you off to the side here. Um, and it talks about oxidative stress being a major threat in traumatic brain injury. And it talks about how the, the primary inner injury can be due to the first physical hit, blow, or jolt to one of the brain compartments. The primary injury is then followed by a secondary injury, which leads to biochemical, cellular, and physiological changes like blood-brain barrier disruption, inflammation, excitotoxicity, necrosis, apoptosis, uh, mitochondrial dysfunction, and generation of oxidative stress. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. And, um, you know... This, so so this, the conclusion, the present review, we provide extensive overview of the role reactive oxygen species, which are free radicals, damage cells. For anybody that doesn't know, if you hear the word free radical or you hear reactive oxygen species, they are talking about damaged cells, okay? And um, they create more damaged cells. They bounce around in your body. If you, can't, if you don't get rid of them, they're creating more damage all the time. Oh, yeah. And so um, oxidative stress, all of this is secondary injury mm. uh, and it um, has fatal effects on the brain after TBI. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, as a consequence, neuronal cell death takes place and ultimately people start facing some serious uh, disabilities. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's probably all anybody needs to know about that. Although I can tell you, if you look at this list here, there are 1,200 studies about this. Now, most of these are, are companies and medical um, researchers doing research to figure out what they can create 
that will help reverse this issue. And so it's going to be pharmaceutical in nature. It's going to be medical procedure in nature. And that's what they're searching for. So that's the thing to keep in mind when you're looking at these studies. Yeah, that's uh, um, who pays their, their wages. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and yeah, the, the motivation is. Right. So be. that's that. That's pretty much all. So here's my take on it. Um, I'm going to stop the share here. Um, we're a system of systems. Mm. The more systems we can naturally um, help heal it, heal themselves, right? Yeah. Uh, the better health we are going to have. And it really, we, for the best results, naturally is the way to go. Because first of all, the reason the FDA, at least in the United States, doesn't approve supplements is because they are not dangerous. Yeah. Right. So the FDA approves products that are toxic from the get go. And usually because of the patent thing, isn't it? Well, it's first of all, it ha it, they have to formulate it so they can patent it. OK. And then by the time they do that, it ends up being toxic. And yes. Those are the yeah. things that the FDA has to it, you know, approves. They don't approve yeah. things that are non-toxic. No, they won't. So, and supplements are non-toxic, although they want to, to take control oh, of that. Yeah, yeah, of course. They're working but, hard to yeah. stop to that. Yeah, you know? it's, it's a media, it's a long-standing media kind of tactic, to, you know, to kind of paint yeah. anything natural as, as being potentially dangerous. You know, right. oh, that could always talk to your physician first, always talk to your doctor first. You know, it's dangerous. Right. Oh, somebody somebody once died from that, you know, kind of, oh, somebody once got in, you know, this, this, that, and the other. And you, it's all over the internet's all over the media, social media. They, they always do that. It's kind of like, yeah. uh, you know, reversing things around so that, but so, you know, the figures on iatrogenic deaths are just obviously. Yeah, crazy. so the truth of the matter, uh, everything they're doing is dangerous too. Yeah, I know, but they will never right? do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, nobody knows what, what the chemical composition is in your body once you have 13 pharmaceuticals in you. Okay, so you know, or chemo in you, or whatever, and um, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to get into a big political conversation, but I've kind of decided, and I don't know this for a fact, so I'm not gonna. It's not gospel. This is just what my thinking is at this point, and that is that when when the medical profession gives somebody a prognosis, is because they know exactly what to expect when you're on this soup of. Yeah pharmaceuticals oh yeah they have the science on the pharmaceuticals yes right? we, we think we know how long it, it will be before all our stuff kills you basically and exactly and so that was the 50 year thing yeah. that i had right Thanks. and when i stopped i was when i stopped when i when i quit cold turkey i had been taking that oral chemo for 11 and a half years and i was looking right down the barrel of a gun really right and i knew something had to change and uh Neurofeedback had done such wonders for us. Uh, my husband was a Vietnam vet. It really helped calm some of his lingering problems. Blaine obviously calmed way down. Mm. So much so that when COVID hit, I just had him move in with me because he needed companionship and he, I didn't want him to be isolated over there, no, right? No. He's, not, he's not perfect, but let me tell you, he is way better than he's ever been in his life. I mean, awesome. at the age of four, you don't even have a chance to form your own identity, right? And Blaine now has an identity and he knows who he is and he knows what he likes and he knows what he, what serves him and he works hard to maintain all of that and that's not something you know 
that's easy to come by. And it took him his entire life to get here. But these were the things that helped him do it. And so we are passionate about what, what we found. And we just want people to know about it because it's easy. And in the grand scheme of things, it's affordable in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't mean it's going to be affordable for you necessarily, right? Um, people, one of the things we run into is that people with head injuries are most often on disability. Yeah. And because these aren't medical products, they are, um, you take them like supplements. So here's the difference between a supplement and an activator. Let me just get that out there while I'm thinking about it. A supplement is, is piling on, right? You're adding to some nutrient in your body mm -hmm. uh, in an effort to try and get your body to produce some outcome yeah. and whatever your body doesn't need it gets rid of yeah. right yeah. so activators typically are microdosed compounded and are food-based mm. but they actually flip switches yeah. on your genes to to get your genes performing like they did when you were a child basically okay yeah, that's no, what can happen yeah. mm. um, and so when that happens it also is an activator you know this nerve 2 pi uh, pill that we have activates the nerve 2 pathway um, it is the master switch of detoxification in your body so if you have damage if you have um, free radicals damaged cells building up in your body it is going to clear them out and that's what reduces the inflammation mm. when you're taking pharmaceuticals the pharmaceuticals will break the blood brain barrier to get in to do what it's supposed to do for your brain so yeah, yeah. it it causes damage mm -hmm. before it ever gets to where it's going and then when it gets to where it's going oftentimes the pharmaceuticals have the same side effects of the problem you're trying to solve and long-term use you know it's very important to know what long-term and short-term side effects are because yeah. yeah. long-term simply means you've been taking it for a long time mm -hmm. okay and Blaine was on 13 pharma drugs for 30 years. And so that causes damage too. Um, so the idea is to clear out, stop doing the things that create more damage and start doing the things that bring your body back into balance and yes. your cells back into balance. Yes. And the more successful you are at doing that, the better you're going to feel. And yeah. the better you're you feel, the more you can do for yourself, right? Yeah. And yeah. the better your relationships get, and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, I'm not I'm not telling you you're going to achieve perfection. It's not a cure all, but it is um, a very very important product, and people need to know about it. Uh, so, from a cost point of view, for example, the Nerf Two Activator is forty nine ninety nine a month U.S. dollars. Mm -hmm. um, in the grand scheme of things for what it does, it has 28 peer reviewed published studies behind it on pubmed.gov that are all independently done with the exception of two. The scientists who created the product did two. Then the ABC news report happened back in 2005 and everybody watched because they were saying they could reduce oxidative stress 40% in 30 days, which is the one statement that the FDA allows the company to make because they have rock solid science behind it. And they have been given a patent that proves that it does that every single time you use it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it actually produces those results. Yes. 
Yeah, and um, just for people watching at home, we're going to include a link uh, in the description with this podcast, the video cast, so you can go and watch that video yourself. It's roughly about eight minutes long, is that right? Yeah, it's about uh, eight minutes yeah. long, and that's no. the ABC report. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll include um, it. So we can put that down there so they can awesome. look at it. Um, yeah. And it will talk about what followed after that report was run, which was that Harvard did a study. Ohio State University did a study. Louisiana State University did a study. The Mayo Clinic did a study. Uh, there are universities in Europe that did studies. Yeah. Uh, there are, I mean, un, a, a very surprising number of studies of all different kinds of things, comparing its ability to flip switches on genes for people that have Alzheimer's, have mm. um, uh, colon cancer, have uh, yeah. heart disease, um, uh, it extends the life, life of bypass grafts when you're taking it. So bypass by double. Okay. So, I mean, it, just the potential of this is huge for anybody, uh, much less people that have brain inflammation that's been gathering over time since their last head injury. You know, it just keeps yeah. building and they don't capture that on imaging unless you go get an fMRI, no. which, you know, most people are not going to get an fMRI. It's a very expensive medical test. Um, and definitely not here in the UK. You will, no. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So, you know, if you can reduce oxidative stress, 40, if, if oxidative stress is the root cause of aging uh, and chronic inflammation, and you can reduce it 40% in 30 days, you know, would you want to do that? And, yeah, and if it was progressive <laughs> and it continued to reduce it, would you want to do that? And if you could just take it as a pill, you don't have to go out and figure out how to buy all that healthy food. It's a good thing to buy healthy food. It's a good thing to eat healthy food, but you cannot eat enough to do what this does. Okay. Yeah. It's like the difference between 360 oranges to, uh, you know, in a day to one Nerf two capsule. So it's very easy to take. And um, at $49.99, you're going to get exactly the result you're promised because the science has, has um, already explored that and guaranteed it. It's a publicly yeah. traded company. Wall Street's even done their due diligence on it. So those are not necessarily uppermost in everybody's mind as who they want to turn to for advice. But they, when they're investing their money, they want to make sure they're getting a quality um, outcome. And so they do their due diligence. So that's the point behind that. Yeah, thank you. And I, I mean, I, I speak from my own experience down the years where, yeah, I got away completely, as I was saying to you before, from pharmaceutical drugs in 2011 and 12, mm -hmm. went on to different therapy and things as well. Yeah. And then yeah. found that the, the power of functional medicine, natural healing, and use that in with energy healing and different things as yes. well. Mm -hmm. So I've achieved my results in, in a, a different way. As we said before, we, we're kind of heading towards similar goals, but from different yeah. angles. And I found that, yeah, um, when I stopped taking all their drugs, as they call them, their drugs, the pharmaceutical mm -hmm. ones, drugs for profit, um, yeah, they were, they were like less inclined to help me. So the government, I mean, now they don't help me with disability at all, not a thing. And that when they tried to reapply in 2015, 16, it took two and a half years. They made me go through the humiliation of a tribunal and they got refused totally with like, I think, one point out of 30 or something saying, oh, nothing wrong. So I was at that point, I was like, right, no. I think the whole thing over here is we have uh, the, the welfare benefit system as you like. It's, as I've said before, it is a bit of a loyalty scheme for people that will take the big pharma drugs. 
Mm -hmm. At one point, I was on 10 of them or something, which I didn't need, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the painkillers yeah. were the last to go. Yeah. And those painkillers, like I said to you, nine, 10 years on upper painkillers uh, caused me kidney damage. So I'm still yeah. dealing with histamine intolerance today. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of found my own way to my own concoction of things. Probably not as good right. as the, the activator you're talking about, but right. that helped me to this point with exercise, fasting, and uh, fasting particularly. Because like we're saying, I, I didn't always have the money to spend on on, on things. I, I, I you know, got what I could, but yeah. at the point where I was like, oh, I can't, I'd like that, but I can't afford it. So I went back to the drawing board and did it the old-fashioned way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, and it's good, you know. So, yeah, no, discipline and just sheer bloody-minded determination. Yeah. And, you know, um, and got my, some results that way. So, yeah, it's good to know that, yeah, people, not everybody can just do what I did, though. And that yeah. everybody wants to do. Because when you explain what goes into fasting, learning to fast and the practice of it stuff, it, 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 it's yeah. just not for not everybody can do it. And no. well, they could, but it's just, it could be too much. Um, you have to go quite deep into it. A bit like, I would explain it like trying to learn, running a marathon or learning, you get training to run a marathon. You can't just set off and run 27 miles or whatever it is. I mean, right. like, the, like the original guy that did it dropped dead at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but generally you have to, incrementally work up to it so yeah if there is something in place where yeah everybody might not be able to learn to fast then yeah such a product uh yeah i think could could have a lot of benefits and a lot of help for people and yeah people always say as well to me or, or you know, when i mention natural products and like oh no how much is that oh i don't want to spend 20 30 pounds a month and then say well how much are you spending on smoking how much are you spending on alcohol and wine how yeah. much do you spend on junk food how much do you spend on cable tv how much and all this other stuff and they're going oh i can't afford it well you can afford it, but do, no, you, it, no, do you want to afford it? <laughs> you don't want to prioritize it. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to give up my um, cigarettes no. and my uh, wine. I no. don't want to give up my, um, you know, five streaming cable channels. I'd rather, <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's about, I found it was about personal choices, you know, and yeah. I, I, all day long, I would, I would go for whatever I thought was really going to help me. Yeah. But there were times when I couldn't afford to eat. And I would yeah. fast anyway, and the money, you yeah. know, the money would go towards what I needed, um, you know, and, and that still happens sometimes, and I'm fine with that. But yeah. not every, not everybody's going to do that. It, yeah. I guess it depends on a various number of factors, doesn't it, Kim? So, well, yeah, it, it takes the right mindset for sure. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. And and you got to. Oftentimes, I think you have to feel good. Yeah. To be able to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it takes yeah. energy to do that it takes energy to to make your list it takes energy to get to the grocery store it takes energy to select the right foods mm -hmm. you know it it takes energy to get it paid you know money to, to get it paid for and energy to get it home and then to prepare it right yeah, so and we we're talking to a head injury population here and that's one of the things they want most is energy exactly so the right. motivation is, is a good thing Exactly. And so when you reduce oxidative stress, you reduce chronic inflammation, you improve um, your body's well-being, you, you're, you're eliminating things that are toxic to the body. So you start to get some energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. On top of just doing, uh, just taking care of getting rid of that oxidative stress, your body will start to feel 
better and more energetic. Your days will get a little bit longer. You know, you just start to perform yeah. better. So now you start to get the energy to start doing those other things, which is have a decent diet, um, take care of more than just one thing, right? Uh, I mean, I remember when I was sitting on the couch, you know, with 11 years of chemo on board and I was, you know, couch to task to couch. Yeah, yeah. To task yeah. to couch, totally. right? I mean, that was it. And so when I started feeling better, one of the first things I noticed, it was my, you know, I was staying up a little later, mm. right? And I, then I noticed I was waking up earlier. Uh -huh. uh, and I think the reason was because my sleep improved so much yeah. that, you know, I started waking up rested. Yeah, and you didn't need as much. So that was pretty cool. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Awesome, yeah. Yeah, and I think... Uh... And when you get rid of inflammation in your brain, it... it so chronic inflammation also uh, and, and oxidative stress are also directly tied to depression and anxiety. So yeah. if you look up on pubmed.gov, oxidative stress, depression, or oxidative stress, anxiety, you'll get all kinds of studies about that, which will tell you how strongly linked they are, yeah. right? So yeah. if you can reduce oxidative stress, you can improve your mood, okay? You feel lighter and brighter. And so those are all things we all want because that's what's getting in between us and our relationships and our quality of life and all of that. So, yeah, um, that's a really good point, Kim. I mean, I think, yeah, I always say to people, I've got, got my pathway journey to recovery kind of organically because I didn't have access to a lot of stuff. And here in the UK, we are, we're pretty, it's getting a tiny bit better now. And if you live in the right area, like a, a well-to-do yeah. middle-class or wealthier area, I come from like one of the poorest cities in the country and, and the health services here is just like beyond bad. And there's no kind of, you can't just go, oh, I want this service, I want that. Whereas you can in certain parts of the country. So organically for me, it would be like, yeah, how do I motivate myself? How do I get out? How do I get more energy? So it was, yeah, you got to look at changing your diet. And I'd, I'd, I'd investigate that. And I found maybe ketogenic diet worked for me. And then it was like, well, what, what exercise can you do? Can you go to the gym? Yeah, maybe a tiny bit sometimes. Other months you can't go because I have fibromyalgia as well. So it was like double whammy. Oh, I, can, I can go to the secondhand okay. store and I can get some weights and bring them yeah. home, right? And yeah. I can actually have the energy to start doing that. Yeah, and what you enjoy. I mean, like me walking, where I live yeah. here, it's like all hills and valleys here. It's just like yeah. mountains and valleys and stuff. So I go walking here. It's just, it, you, you literally have to put a lot of effort into it. it really it's my dream to. to come back to England yeah. someday and walk Cornwall. Oh, wow. Oh, Cornwall, beautiful. Cornwall and Devon around there, just absolutely. And yeah. it's nice and warm. Our summer hasn't even started here yet. It's still My hot. mother lived there when she was a kid. She lived in Rock oh bless oh that's that sounds yeah, yeah. So i want to go i want to go visit and come see yeah, you and you yes, know we should yeah <laughs> all of that stuff yeah no it is a beautiful country but like i say we're still waiting for summer to start at the moment it's the first of june today and, and it's been like under 10 degrees celsius at night it's been raining on and off constantly I think you're in a pretty similar weather pattern to us because it's been yeah, cool and wet here too and yeah. last year it was hot 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 Oh yes. my God. Yeah, it was. Last year was really. You're hot. pretty much in the same oh, parallel, yeah, I think. think now weather is just travels right over. Yeah. Same slipstream or something. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, it's got to get a bit, bit better at some point. Uh, but I think, yeah, that helps with people's mood as well. And, and you know, when the sun's out. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. If you can take if you can take one pill and it will reduce the inflammation in your body, 
Yeah. You know, that, would be, that be worth it to you if it would reduce the inflammation yeah. in your brain, if yeah. it would help you feel better, help your mood improve? You know, if you can't do anything else, you would take that nerve two pill, right? Yeah. And if, it, if, it, if it motivates your body to, to then activate things like you say, Kim, to, to repair itself and to get to yeah. work repairing itself. Yeah. And then, then, yeah, that does sound, it would be the ideal solution for, for, for a lot of people. Um, and then know. what I would also get recommend started as well, to get them started. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, what I would also recommend, and it's $49.99 in the US, so you'd have to convert that to, you know, whatever. About, uh, and we're not uh, available. Uh, it's not available in every country in the world. It's about 24 countries, but it is available in Great Britain mm. and on the in the EU. Um, and, you know, it just depends on what you want to do with it. Um, and just so your readers know, people that actually get to feeling a lot better, it's an opportunity for them to share this information with other people so that so that they can find this solution as well. And yeah. then it's a potential for people with head injuries that are higher functioning to actually make some money because um, it is a business model that's available to people. And so when you share, you get compensated. And so you get to build a little stream of income if that's something that you are trying yeah. to find a way to do. But you can't go to an office every day, no. right? And you can't work on someone else's schedule and you need to be able to control your own time that you're going to be working on it and and how much energy you put into it yeah. and you may just get enough that you pay for your products but that's okay hmm. right yeah it might be a good thing for some people to contemplate yeah. well, so um yeah to, to mention um our screen share um the website where people can go to to find out more information please yeah if, if they want to yeah you want me to screen share okay so uh, yeah, i just want yeah, to tell people this is a <laughs> This is a drink, right? That'd be easier. Um, you put the, it's a uh, cognitive enhancing drink and it improves energy. And it's it's not a monster drink or a, oh, no, no, it's no, a nutritional be. drink that is actually good for your body. It's loaded with D3, uh, B vitamins, DMAE, Monterey pine bark. It's NRF2 activated. Okay. So you get a really good gentle flow of energy yeah. uh, for four or five hours from it. Yeah. You know, no big spikes and no big crashes. No, that's, so, that's the way I prefer it. Got yeah. a little bit of green tea in it for, yeah, for no. Okay, <laughs> That's the way I prefer yeah. it. I've been taking shilajit yeah. uh, recently, which is from the Himalayas. It's full of fulvic acid and that's helped help me. Um, okay. Yeah, but the energy things, black maca root, uh, L-arginine and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I kind of make my own cocktails in a way. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do. Sure you do. But and, if it's so, pre-made, then it's like, well, if it's tried and tested, yeah, I guess that's yeah. a good thing. Have you done L-theanine, David? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. L-theanine is in this as well. Uh, sometimes I, I do like my amino acids and non-essential yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, um, yeah, carnitine, L-arginine is one of the best ones for fibromyalgia. Uh, and, you know, when I do exercise, I'll take it usually yeah. before and a bit afterwards as well. Uh, but L-theanine, yeah, it, it helped me relax at night times when I was really stressed um, past couple of years or, you know, before the, the coup yeah. stuff and family court, when I had to go through family court, I was like struggling to get, you know, to relax and de-stress at night and in the evening. Had to get to... So yeah, L-theanine was really good. And, and that's extracted from green tea, I believe, isn't it? Uh, I wonder how much um, yeah. inflammation is playing a role in your um, fibromyalgia. Uh, well, it, it, it had been quite a bit, um, as I've changed the last couple of years more so, um, okay. 
I've uh, discovered that, yeah, because only going to the beginning of this year, um, I'd, because of the uh, last July, I think last June or July, actually this time last year it was, I had an injury, gluteus medius injury, and I couldn't, uh, I was in agony almost instantly a day or two later for, and it uh, lasted up to nine months. I had to see a chiropractor, uh, gluteus medius down one side, but it triggered nerve pain all the way down, sciatic pain as well. So I was, I was working to repair that with homeopathic medicine, chiropractic and so on. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't go to the gym and I couldn't go and do any hiking or walking or anything that would normally help my fibromyalgia. So what did I do? I ended up comfy eating and, and, you know, kind of stuff. And I ended up putting on quite a bit of weight. Uh, which I'm now losing. So the main thing I found with fibro is it's linked, especially for men, worse, but for ladies too. Yeah. Uh, the inflammation would be linked to uh, your lifestyle diet. So overeating, I mean, I, I was, oh God, you know. And age. Over two stone. Age. Yeah, yeah, I'm 48 this month. So um, your baby. He's still a baby. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, I was way over. I was about two and a half stone overweight at the start of the year. Yeah. I'm yeah. still lo- got a few pounds left to lose. But yeah, the inflammation for me was just so bad with fibro on top of uh, everything else. It was just like so. Was- I had I I don't know if it was fibromyalgia, if it was neuropathy, or what it was, but I had really bad pain in my hands and my feet. Um, and yeah. I've I've arrived at the conclusion on reflection that much of it was where the it's where the chemo ended up uh, okay when your body's trying to detox right it can yeah. get it got so far and then it couldn't get any further yeah. and it was kind of stuck it gets stuck in the extremities okay yeah so, yeah be, you know that could be some piece of what you've got going on too in terms of yeah, your nervous I, I've, system. I've been having issues with hands and feet and i'd put it down too because um i mean fibromyalgia isn't classed as an arthritic type of illness or, or, or disabilities yeah. have reclassified it now um so yeah i've been having issues with that um with hands and feet uh, a little bit last few months so, so uh, i think it'll reduce as, as i get down back to the ideal weight you know that i should be at yeah. uh, so that yeah, yeah know, that'll help some not yeah. fat, like proper ufc weight as it should be <laughs> not that I'm, not that i've done that but yeah that's how it I should can't be. wait to see that yeah, video needed to fight <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> quite handy in a fight so yeah if, if we're to get back to that weight where I'm, I'm you know kind of not overweight i'm the ideal yeah. kind of weight then i'll, I'll be happy and i don't yeah. think I'll, I'll have as uh, i, I know, well, you know just so your readers or your watchers know you know we talk about oxidative stress mm-hmm. so think of oxidative stress as cellular damage yes um think about uh how oxygen causes iron to rust okay mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about the cell being just like a little car engine. Mm. Okay. And it needs fuel mm-hmm. to burn, yeah. to provide energy. And that fuel for the cell is oxygen and nutrients. Okay. Yeah. Then the cell, the engine does its, you know, metabolic cycle mm-hmm. and produces the energy. And then it spits out exhaust, which is the oxidative stress. Uh-huh. Okay. Now we're producing, and that's the, that's the cellular damage. That's the free radicals. That's all of that. Right. So yeah. we're producing that at the rate of 300 sextillion free radicals every day, just as a normal course of life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the buildup of that is what causes the aging, what causes the breakdown of our 
skin, our organs, you know, everything, our muscles, it's that oxidative stress. Okay. So that is an absolute torrent every day. And so it's very difficult to use food to stop the bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so what happens is we get depleted. Uh, All our genes are dimming at the same time because of all of this. Mm-hmm. And so we get depleted of the antioxidant enzymes, mm-hmm. the biggest one being glutathione, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, and that just con- contributes even more to aging. And then the more exposed you are to toxins, the more exposed you are to injuries, that kind of thing, the worse yeah. it is. Yes, yeah. And people don't 306 like trillion that. is a number for a normal aging, healthy human being, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you have, when you're running out of, antioxidants in your body Mm -hmm. got to the point where you're not producing enough to offset any of that Mm. your body then will compensate for the loss of antioxidant production by producing uric acid oh yeah yeah okay and then uric acid produces gout exactly okay so then that's when you know that you're at serious risk because you're not producing any antioxidants and you're still producing all those free radicals Okay, that's a very accelerated aging and um, and deterioration kind of place to be. Yeah. So one of the things that the Nrf2 does is it increases, it flips a switch on your genes that produce those antioxidants, and it increases your glutathione from 300 to 500% in your body, depending on what organ is involved. Okay, so imagine your kidneys having three to 500% more naturally occurring glutathione in order to repair itself yeah i get you yeah i understand yeah okay that's that's how this works and then the benefits are just progressive 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 i mean over years i have noticed feeling better and better and better because of that thing that epigenetics tells us which is every seven years you're going to replace every cell in your body that's right right and you're going to replace them whether they're good cells or bad cells so if you've got a bunch of good cells or bad cells accumulating in your body you're replacing bad cells with even worse cells. Yes. Right? Because you're making a copy of the bad cell and the copy is never as good as the original, right? So, you, so you're getting, those cells are getting more and more and more damaged every time. So, you know, this is the thing that really 40% in 30 days is a huge number when you think yeah, yeah, yeah. 30, yeah. 300 sextillion free radicals. That's yeah, a huge no, number, 40%. massive amount. Yeah, no, I first yeah. heard the word epigenetics, heard about that from Bruce Lipton, uh, his yeah. research, and, and now, you know, uh, the, the environment determines rather than just genetics. It's, it's yeah. above and beyond genetics. Epigenetics simply means exactly. you know, not just what's passed down. Change the environment of the cells. Change the environment because they would do experiments yeah. with mice and things, and they'd be different in different environments and, and categories. Right. So, yeah, I think it's, it's important because uh, what we talked about earlier, uh, Kim, in terms of people who are just, you know, they can't do a lot or they, 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 they a lot of people might be like I was there, you know, years ago. I was there yeah. sat home like oh, cabbage, basically. I was like, I can't, oh, I can't, I can't be bothered. I can't do this. I can't, you can even exercise and things. I just felt yeah. so bad within myself. Yeah. And the, you know, you get the depression, the anxiety and all the other symptoms as well, PCS and things and fibromyalgia. And it just kind of like to the, the point where I was like, oh, yeah, um, I couldn't even motivate myself. So, yeah, yeah I've been there as well. And I, I know you, you, you surely have too. So, um, yeah, what, what do you think about um, 
by the way, whilst whilst we're on this subject, and um, I'm going off on a, a random tandem now. Um, what what do you think about um, the the kind of future of medicine? Like this, we're going seem to be going through a paradigm shift now, Kim. Thinking about how we're going to be in maybe even ten or 15, 20 years with this type of thing compared to now, where we're just literally bombarding people with pills. I, I think this type of thing is forcing medicine yeah. to examine itself, to, to, right? To make a shift, they yeah. have to make a shift yeah. to something more functional. And you see it happening. It's, it's at a glacial pace, yeah. right? And they're not yeah. going to do it quickly, no. but they're, they're just throwing little bones to people now. You know, we've yeah. got functional yeah. medicine yeah. now. We've got, we've got pharmacogenomics now. We've got gene splicing now right and all of these things are invasive yeah yeah they're still invasive right um i i probably you know i still go to the doctor i ask that the doctor gives me a a a a order for recurring blood work i get my blood checked every month right but that's all i do (laughs) you know and and that's that's my position on on the medical system now medical system is great for acute care yeah acute care yeah you know break a leg get it set right have a car accident yeah get yourself put back together okay acute care but be very guarded about the long-term use of any pharmaceuticals you really i think for the most part, people want to start exploring nutrition a lot more. Even we now know that uh, schizophrenia is largely a B complex deficiency, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you can improve such things dramatically when the nutrition is right. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, but I remember taking my husband to the doctor when he had lung cancer mm-hmm. and uh, he was wanting to eat sugar and I was fighting with him about eating sugar. Right. And so we said, okay, well, we'll talk to a nutritionist. And when you talk to a nutritionist, then you'll understand and you'll, and you'll know what's important and the right thing to do. Well, in front of the nutritionist and the nutritionist said, eat donuts. Oh Lord. And I was just crushed. I could not believe those (laughs) words came out of her mouth because as soon as they were out of their mouth, that was it. No, and they do here in cancer wards here and things. Yeah, that they have like biscuits, sweets, donuts, and things like that. And I'm thinking, yeah. no, then, oh, and- there's, there's no evidence that sugar feeds cancer. And I'm like, well, oh, well, yeah, but yeah. here the charge just kid. because you haven't studied it doesn't mean it ain't true. Oh yeah, because it's not in your interests to yeah, to do exactly. so. Because you know, I mean, we could go into a whole debate on that and kind of you know go around that. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. The thing is, yeah, you, you've always got to uh, the old adage is who benefits. But yeah. I can tell you this: I live in a small town. Yeah. And what we're seeing here in Sandpoint, and we're in the Northwest. And I think the Northwest is probably the healthiest part of the United States. Okay. From, uh, yeah, a, yeah. from a health and wellness point of view, mm-hmm. people spend a lot of time outdoors. They pay attention to their health yes. for the most okay. part. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so where was I going with that? I was going somewhere. <laughs> yeah, about, about where you, from where you live and uh, about, about nutrition as well. Oh yeah. One, one of the things I noticed is that we have coming into Sandpoint of all places, a small town, seven or 8,000 people here live on a full-time basis, a lot of tourism at other times, but we have this trend happening where we're seeing medical professionals abandoning 
the medical professional, almost yeah. abandoning it, mm -hmm. coming in to Sandpoint and setting up holistic wellness, functional, holistic, yeah. functional medicine, holistic wellness type practices. Wow. So wow. that is a huge trend. I mean, you know, we're also seeing a lot on the internet of, of new type, uh, new wave, if you want to call it that type technologies like neurofeedback, which has actually been around for 60 years. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, NASA developed neurofeedback, um, sound beds, medical beds, yeah, yeah. you know, things that vibrate, things that are addressing that vibrational aspect of the human being that is our central nervous system, right? Mm -hmm. And finally, looking at things that they can't measure or don't measure with their medical instruments. Exactly, yeah, yeah, because... They don't see inflammation in the body. This is it. I mean, the thing with pharmaceutical... And it's the root cause. Got, yeah, they've got, they've got no inclinations to look into these areas. So it's so right. easy to say, if you haven't looked at something properly, it's so easy to say, well, there's no evidence. Well, of course there isn't, because you haven't looked, because you're not paid to look, and the people you work with don't want you to look, because if, yeah. if they did, they actively don't want find you to out look. that you yeah. know, it would ruin your little game and spoil your products, nobody would want them anymore. I mean, yeah. I have a Rife machine in the back in my bedroom there, an analog one that uh, a friend of mine uh, lent to me. And he's, he's actually a chap that I did a podcast with on Saturday. Yeah. And um, that is technology which even preceded Raymond Royal Rife, uh, mm -hmm. uh, made that technology in, I think, 1920s, um, yeah. uh, even maybe before that, I think it was. And he was using that. He was using that to, to help. Obviously, it's electrical impulses at certain... Uh, well, and think about Tibetan bolts. Yeah, and they ruined him. It's all about frequency. He, he, he was using those frequencies, uh, and he got up to about about a 90% cure rate for certain cancers and things and other diseases yeah. with all these and uh, treating people in, in that day and age. And he, he said, that's not good enough. 90% is not good enough. So he went back with his partner, his lab, lab partner, and he went back through it all and he went over it again. And he got it up to something like 96% or something, whatever it was. And then Big Pharma and the government got hold of wind of it and they came around, they smashed his lab up, they, they destroyed everything, confiscated stuff. And they yeah. ruined him and they ruined his family financially and everything, the usual story. Yeah. Uh, because that technology would have just gone you know through the roof yeah. uh, in terms of helping people uh, and he ended up dying an alcoholic and, uh, and you know drug addict so he was like well his technology survived and that's still around today so yeah but they would say oh there's no evidence better than ever so, you know this is a, the same old line is there's no evidence yeah. why i always say back is like well there's no evidence that any of your drugs actually work <laughs> so you know there's not many of them you know that you might have studies but what we'll find is they'll, they'll put out, they might do, uh, for one drug to go on the market, they might, make, um, they might make seven or eight different studies, but they might only release one. Yeah, they want exactly. to release. So yeah, the one they, they want to release. find exactly. the evidence that they want to find. So it's like a confirmation bias. But anyway, I won't get political anymore. <laughs> well, you know, they talk about the gold standard of studies. Yeah. Um, and so I look at what LifeVantage has for their studies. And their studies are independent. So Big mm -hmm. Pharma does not yeah. do independent studies. No, no, Big no. Pharma does their own studies, own studies right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's our gold standard. That's our so-called gold standard yeah, is Big Pharma studies, right? That's the way it should. And they are definitely on a mission to look for something that will make them money. That's what their yeah. studies are all about. That's the way it should uh, be. For getting the patent and cornering the market and being first to market and all that stuff, right? And and I, you know, we know this because Biogen tried to buy the company that makes the products that I'm talking about, and um, the company wouldn't sell. 
And so they went off and they created their own Nerf 2 activator, which by the way, is a standard of care and MS now. And it's also got class action lawsuits because it causes a blood brain um, viral bleed thing that kills people, but it's still the standard of care. Okay. Whereas, and then they, they, in a very cocky fashion, decided they wanted to compare it to our product. Mm, and right. guess one works better. <laughs> well, there, Consistently much <laughs> and much better. Yeah. Right? yeah Nothing else can touch what I've been telling you about. So I hope people yeah. will understand, you know, that this is something that if they put their money down, they're going to get a result. Now, if all they do is take that Nerf 2 activator, that was all we had when I started taking it when I was on the oral chemo. Okay. And I actually took it for a year and a half when I was on oral chemo. And it started detoxing me off of all of that chemo. And it was very gradual and it takes time. So think about oxidative stress building up at the rate of 300 sextillion free radicals every day for the entire course of your life, however old you are. So now we're going to reverse that. And I mean, really reverse it to the level of an Dr. Joe McCord in that video says the level of a child. So an infant. Okay, is what he's talking about. Um, But really, you know, think about it like this. We are growing until we're in our 20s. We are actually not aging. We are growing. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's not till we hit our 80s or 20s that we actually start to age and start to feel the effects of those 300 sextillion free radicals because our body is still producing enough enzymes to count keep that in check. Okay. But in our 20s is when we start to notice, you know, later on in the 20s, you start to see the aging process start in, you know, you're starting to fill out your face, you know, all of those things are starting to happen. And that's when the aging is really beginning, when the, when the free radicals are beginning to overcome the antioxidants. And now you've got this going on. And when there you go. So $49, you can do this and you can keep it there and you can feel good. Okay. And it's just one pill a day that you can take. So you don't have to do all the hard, you know, heavy lifting to get the right thing and the right amount into your body. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would generally take like, several things, you know, I'll use yeah. certain things for inflammation and so on. Yeah, so yeah. I'll use a combination. But I think, well, that's kind of like, yeah, it's probably spend roughly about that a month anyway, or, or probably even a little bit more most months. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that that's so. So what they told me is expect it to take a month for every decade of life mm. when you're just taking that Nerf two activator to get that oxidative stress down. But it will be down by forty percent in thirty days. The blood, your blood work, if you went and had it checked, would verify that. Unfortunately, yeah. these blood these blood tests require very fresh blood, and they're done in a lab setting, so yeah. it's not something that you would necessarily order from your doctor. But no, no. you begin to reduce it, and then it progresses over time. And I tell you. David, I heard seven years and I thought this is going to be a very interesting journey. And so it was. And every year I could remember at some point having it come to my awareness. I didn't go looking for it. It would come to my awareness. Wow, I am feeling better this year. I, there are things yeah, that I've noticed. Proof is in the pudding. Yeah, proof is in the pudding, yeah. isn't it? I mean, look at the blame at yourself as well. And it's like, yeah, it, you know, it's like if we could tell if it wasn't working. You know, you right, could, right. So like, think about, you know, uh, all that rust and it all gets cleared off and now you're all shiny and new, right? That's pretty much, you know, how it works. So that's the rusting side of the equation. And then there's the energy side of the equation, which mm-hmm. is to 
assist your body to repair and regenerate its own mitochondria, which is the NERF-1 pathway. We also have a supplement for that, also $49.99, okay? And then there's the NAD piece, which is the longevity molecule, which then produces all those sirtuin enzymes, which actually furthers, I mean, just the, the National Institute on Aging did a study on longevity and they included the ProTandem in it. It was their study, had nothing to do with the company. We just provided the, the product, right? Yeah. And um, it was the only product of everything they studied that actually showed it extended life. That was the NERF 2. When you add the NAD in, you get a 1600% empowerment of that. Okay. Yeah. So the longevity benefits are huge. And I, I consider myself, I'm already past my sell by date. You know, I, I had that 15 year prognosis and okay. I'm at 19 and a half years yeah. now and look at me, do I look sick? I'm not sick. Right. But I do still have the markers for what my disease yeah. is. Yeah. I think, I think this is what we're all, all, all everybody, probably everybody listening to this, watching this Kim, is, is, is uh, it, uh, unless like, you know, just a carer or somebody that doesn't have yeah. any health issues. I, I, almost everybody listening to watching this will be, to some extent, will be limited or restricted by their health, but will have yeah. certain yeah. things like they, they couldn't do now that they, they did before. And the thing, the main thing with PCS and brain injury is it does make you a different version of yourself. And as we've discussed in many podcasts previously, you almost have to psychologically and emotionally grieve for your former yeah. self and go through a process of grieving. In fact, yeah. that's what it is. It is I grieving. I completely agree with that. Yeah. In order to emerge, like, you know, the, the butterfly, the dragonfly out of the cocoon yeah. and to go forwards because I'm not a totally, completely different person to whom I was before, but I'm a very changed. And now what, what you realise further down the, the line ladies and gents, is that you become a much better version of yourself in many ways, even with the restrictions, yeah? So physically, we may not be able to do what we did before. Even the limits and boundaries of our efforts and things that we do in work and other stuff, you might have to adapt those down to, or, or to well, not necessarily down, but adapt them to different ways yeah. in order to live happily. And that's what it's about. Um, yeah. If you are listening uh, to or watching this and you're going through that at the moment where you ha your head's in a, a cloud of chaos and you're thinking will this ever get any better will i ever make a breakthrough will i ever get any further will i get my old life back well you won't necessarily get your old life back you might get a new hybrid version like your own personal paradigm shift going forwards and i think that's the main thing that i, uh, I want to I won't use the word hope because I don't like the word hope. It's a bit tenuous. I'd like the, the main positivity, you know, to give to people. Say, well, actually, yeah, you can, and you and you will as well. Because I think that's a that's just an excellent point, David. I think yeah. it, you know, we there's various times in our life where it's like we're shedding a skin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, and exactly. so that was that was a time, and that was the skin, and we have to shed it and let it go so that we can become yeah. that new version of ourselves. Yeah. And try not to look back at it because no, well, yeah, but not not so much no. But it's like purging. I call it purging the past in healing. You know, yeah. you're thinking of your old self, and yeah, you might have given stuff up. Like you know, Blaine was saying, you know, what you know, you used to be on meth, you used to be drinking, mm -hmm. used to be taking drugs. Yeah, yeah, and I, we, we've all been through uh, catastrophic times and stress, stress and trauma. We've all done things that we shouldn't do. But when you purge the past like that, and you heal it, and you you make peace with yourself. And the same goes with bad relationships and people that don't mm -hmm. know along the way where they like, yeah. the, the, you know, the, 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 you know, psychologically 
uh, you know, making you blame yourself or, or making things worse than they were, they should have been. Then you have to purge some of those relationships as well. And, and the things that don't help and don't serve you, yeah, just you, you purge the past. But yeah, you like to say, shedding the skins, you know, shedding the skin every so often. I also think that when we can't, when we can't shed that skin or when we can't purge that past, right? Yeah. It, inf it informs our behavior. It does. Because yeah. we're, you know, we're so frustrated and we're so yeah. angry and we're so resentful yeah. and we're, you know, we're, we're in that, it can, it can cause us to get stuck in that self-pity, right? Yeah, and you like to as well. Lord knows there's lots to be grieving over. That's, oh, yeah. that's true. Lots to be grieving over here. But the sooner you can bring yourself through that and start focusing on the possibility of what you can do next. Yeah. And instead of competing with your old self, yeah. just compete with the self you were yesterday, right? Yeah. Just try and be better than the self you were yesterday. Mm. And, and here's another note. You mentioned caregivers. So caregivers are, you know, also they're in it with you. And I think a lot of times what happens when, when people are stay attached to who they were and why they can't get back to who they were, they are lashing out all the time against the injustice of it all, yeah. right? Yeah. And the caregivers take the hit and take the hit and take the hit and take the hit. So the caregivers are under a lot of stress as well. Yes. So they need to support themselves as well. And Absolutely. these products can help support both, you know, and neuroprotect yeah, both sides, support both yeah, sides of that yeah. equation so that people can remain you know, can, can maintain balance in that relationship because the last thing people with head injuries want to do is push the people out of their lives that do care for them and are trying to help them. And they don't do it intentionally. No, no, but, no. But when, they're, when they can't get out of the past and what was and, and move on to the future, it makes it very hard to stop attacking the person right in front of you. Yeah, no, yeah, and, and a shout out to the people on our, our Facebook group. Absolutely. Well. Also, the caregivers and parents group as well, which is always where a lot of the most interesting yeah. and, and kind of, yeah, heavy discussions go on about those types of things as well. Yeah. And, I feel and you know, I, I have to say, that's the kind of, Blaine and I have been through a lot of that, you know, him trying to let go of his past, me trying to stay with him while he deals with it, right? Even yeah. in the face of all the, emotion yes. that goes with that yeah uh, god bless him you know and i'm always trying to keep myself in check mm. so that i don't feed in to whatever's happening and yeah. so that he can he can kind of release it and and get it out of his system and move on right yeah. <laughs> so it's this dynamic that's going on all the time yeah. and so i you know my what drives me uh, a lot of the time is just doing everything I possibly can to help his life be easier and better for him. Yeah. And, that, and I don't mean by doing everything for him. I don't. He goes out in the yard mm -hmm. and he gardens. But I like to do whatever you want out there, Blaine. Go and enjoy the garden because I know how therapeutic it is for him. Yeah, right? that's good. And so, um, you know, and go paint, Blaine. I know how therapeutic painting is for him. I love those pictures, Blaine. You are so good, Blaine. Keep doing it, Blaine. It's getting better all the time, right? So that's a much better track to be on than, yeah. you know, stuck in all that past stuff and the yeah. energy around the Definitely. injuries and all of that. If you can let go of that, it gives you energy for the future. Yeah, you know? definitely. And, I mean, and that, promise too, you know, for a better way of life. 
much yeah, more yeah. promise for a better way of life. Definitely, definitely right, Kim. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm usually the odd one out as usual, you know, I'm usually the awkward ones. And I went through pretty much all of mine on my own, uh, not for maybe a year or so, you know, with not really a caregiver, but, you know, kind of living with somebody else. But yeah. you know, I pretty much went through everything by myself on my own. So I was yeah. odd one out in that sense. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean... I, I had the opposite thing. I kind of had my family telling me that, you know, oh, you, you, you know you're a terrible problem and this, you're a trouble. You know, oh, you know, it's hard to deal with that. I wasn't that bad. Looking back, I wasn't, but I was getting gaslighted and I was, I was getting kind of that type of emotional, like, you know, turned yeah. around on me. And that just made me feel worse. But I went through with, you know, just mostly by myself. I had a, a quite tough and I had quite a few tools to deal with it, like the meditation and the Reiki and stuff. And, yeah a bit of knowledge of what I taught myself in natural medicine. But yeah, well, it just goes to show you what, what shifting gears in your yeah. own oh, yeah, thinking yeah. processes can do up. for you. Yeah, right? it really, really toughens you up, yeah. Uh, it, it toughens you up and it opens you up. If, yeah. You know, I mean, because I for sure would not be here without natural therapies. No, I mean, I, I would have been gone. Blaine would have been gone. You would have been gone, right? Yeah. Uh, one way or another, it was. Yeah, yeah, it would have destroyed us. It would have killed. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the system would have killed us in the end. Yeah. And I can yeah, say that exactly. whole the system, what it does yeah. to people unconsciously or consciously, yeah. it would have killed yeah. us. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, amazing. So much kind of um, respect for the caregivers and parents out there in the groups. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and uh, I put a little shout out recently for anybody that wants to join us podcasting. If you do, if you still do after watching this <laughs> and you're not horrified by it, <laughs> then yeah, please do do personal um, message me personally. I message one of the admins in the group. Um, yeah, I think it's important that uh, caregivers get to tell their side of the story as well mm -hmm. through, through the podcasts that we do. And I'm always trying to find new ways to, to kind of cover new areas and things as well. So that'd be yeah. And just be open to alternative therapies. Yeah, yeah, right? I think it's different. Be open to that, country, isn't it? A lot of people are so afraid, you know, of stepping outside of the, mm. yeah, the Western yeah. medicine box, right? Mm. Um, just step gently. Don't, you know, don't try to do too much at once. Just start adding some natural solutions into whatever it is you're doing mm -hmm. so that you can start to see some of those benefits accruing. Yeah. And, um, you know, less is more when it comes to Western medicine. Yeah, I, I mean, for chronic health, for chronic health. Yeah, for chronic health. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. Kim's, I agree with you there, one hundred percent. But yeah, it yeah. is. But I, I tiptoed into it, and I was like, oh, I don't quite know what I'm doing. But it yeah. does, it does require. I think it, it requires a, a level of self responsibility. Taking charge, responsibility, and accountability for your own health was perhaps the hardest step to take which I took back in 2011, 12. And like Blaine was saying, he went cold turkey and drugs, which we don't recommend, but I did that as well, because I was like, I'll get to the point where I'll be so stuck with stuff and I'll be like, right, I've had enough. I've got to stop something. And then I've already started to explore, well, what could be next? What could help next? So yeah, so it's, it's a big step to take. I know one of the things that is really, that really affects people with traumatic brain injury is the sense of loss of control in their life yeah. right yeah. they no longer have control and everything is out of control oh, yeah. and half yeah. of it they don't know why and don't understand it and yeah. all of that so by by taking this kind of an approach you're actually starting to get some of your control back 
yeah. right? This is an area where you can have control over what you're doing in your life to help sustain yourself and heal yourself. And you might not be able to find it anywhere else, but this is an area where you can do it if you decide you want to. But yeah. it's a decision. You have to make a decision and then you have to follow it with action. And it's got to be a better decision than you made yesterday. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And yeah, and he's, he's, you know, like um, I've gambled on things down the years, you know, kind of what, what should I do this? Should I do that? Should yeah. I kind yeah. of like, I don't have a lot of money. Should I spend it on this? Should I spend it on that? And, yeah. you know, the occasional times where it's been like, oh, well, this, that was no good, but because I've had, you know, done a bit of homework first and kind of looked into things, you know, I'm not an educated man in, in a sense, but I, I would, I'd go, yeah. yeah, read a bit. But you can self-educate. Yeah, you, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm an autodidact naturally. I never fitted into school. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah to be self-taught um, and to find things out for yourself is just, yeah. you know, it's just a way of being. I, I and, then, and you start feeling like you're getting your power back. And you're getting, yeah, you yeah, you're you're getting yourself, your, your self-determination back, yeah, yeah, and you know. Yeah, like you said, it's, it, it will feel like a mountain to climb for most people. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's, it seems like you're totally overfaced. When you're in the early days, early uh, months and even years sometimes of mm -hmm. uh, uh, post-concussion, then it can really just be like everything's in a, a bit of a haze around you and, you know, you need your crutches and things before you can get to that stage even. Right. I'd say you will, you will generally, people will generally know when they're right. at that point where they're sick and tired of being sick and tired and they're fed up and they had enough of the system and it's not helping or whatever and they need to look elsewhere. Uh, and it is daunting. It's very daunting, but uh, it can be done. And yeah. it, like people, you know, people with no, like either of us beforehand, we had no medical knowledge, no training, no, no knowledge of natural medicine or um, of yeah. nutrition or neurofeedback well, or anything, <laughs> you know, but we, we, we still managed somehow to do it. And we, we, we're just basically ordinary people trying, trying to, you know, build something and, and right. help to bring these solutions and ideas to people. You know what, what we're presenting today. You know, right? And and whether it's you or your caregiver, exactly. right? That need to be on this track and can help you. You know, obviously, it helps to have a caregiver who's open-minded and can help you. You know, find your way through these different issues. Um, some people will be able to do it themselves. Some people will need to have help. Uh, but if you've got somebody who's willing to to work with you and help you and support you, and you can both be on the same track. Then you begin to feel like you're getting a sense of community along with it. You're, you know, all of that stuff that you're so desperately missing. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you and I have been on this track example. for almost ten years, right? <laughs> you and I both yeah, yeah. have been on this sort of wellness yeah. track for about ten years. Mm. So we were not the same people ten years ago. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, we were not the people that your viewers, you know, are seeing today. No. Right. We are much different people, much healthier people, much better able to, to be a part of our own lives, right? And, and to be in the world also. Yes. And so, you know, we are the result of what we're talking about. Yeah, it's still a work in progress. Still a work in progress, <laughs> but the result <laughs> of what we're talking yeah. about, right? Mm -hmm. So if it can work for us, it can work for anybody that has the ability to go for it. Yeah, and it's simply it. that choice that holds most people back. 
That's it. I mean, I, I was just sat there one day back in 2008 or whatever, and I'd only discovered Facebook in about 2005 or six. Yeah. And I've sat there and there was nothing on the internet. There were no groups, there were no, right. even on MySpace, there was nothing. There were no forums. I think there might be one yeah. forum, but it was, it was bad. Um, and there wasn't much on there. And I was just sat there thinking, right, okay, I've got all this time on my hands now because I'm, you know, kind of trying to recover. I've got the internet, what can I do? And I start, started with like friends and family and people I knew on Facebook and friends that I made. And I just totally started from scratch and went, all right, I'm going to try and put something together. I'll make the group, which was post-concussion syndrome awareness worldwide. And then I started a WordPress blog a bit later and started writing some articles. And in a year or two and, 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 and so on going forwards, I was like, well, all right, and then it, it, things got contentious and, you know, kind of more and more people joined gradually bit by bit. And then I met uh, wonderful helpers and admins, especially Gina, Gina Hubert, and uh, give a shout out to Gina in New Zealand and, and all the other admins as well, that all of them, I love them to bits and they, they've just yeah. helped on this journey. And none of us have ever made a single penny of profit out, out of doing it. We haven't done it yeah. for that. We've done it because we went through it and we're st still trying to do it today. We started the podcasting. It was at the start of the, um, you know, the, the, the coup, the pandemic, whatever you want to call it. And it was like, I was like, I have, I have to do something now to try and reach people in a different way, especially when, you know, I, I think I started just before it, actually. I think the October 2019, I started. When it yeah. came in, it was like, well, well, actually, it, it, in in an odd, perverse way, it's, it's good timing because people have more time to listen and, and watch and so on. So, yeah, it was just me sat thinking, well, what? how can I express this a different way? I could do it differently. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll all find at home, eventually, you, those of you sat here now recently injured will eventually, hopefully, hopefully come to have some kind of what, what I call a healing pathway as well, where you do something out in the world to help other people, like, like Kim's done for Blaine and, and with neurofeedback and things. We'll all have our own way of helping um if you want to do that you know you can just recover and get on with your other life if you want but i think that it will change you so much that you'll want to do something so again that's like a like a rallying cry to say well yeah, absolutely. yeah you won't be feeling useless or helpless forever you might just get a different sense of purpose out of this actually i never expected to be doing this i never expected to be yeah. doing this ever in my life it would, the career careers teacher at school but like what do you want to do i want to say well I want to be doing this and doing healing and things. It just, so I, you know, oh. I say all the time to Blaine, oh. uh, as a caregiver, yeah. um, he has radically changed my life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Radically changed my mm -hmm. life. And as a result of that, I'm sitting here talking with you. Yeah, exactly. Right? Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here talking with you in all likelihood, <laughs> right? I wouldn't be a neurofeedback practitioner. No. I may not be involved with these products that I've been talking with you about. And I do make some money on them, but guess what? All that money goes toward helping me take care of Blaine. Because yeah. if I didn't have LifeVantage to be able to share it with people, I wouldn't be getting a paycheck every month. Okay, so I, I want to encourage people not to be so afraid of making money because really the way I look at it is the amount of money I make is directly proportional to the amount of people I help. And I choose to help, among others, I, I help a lot of people, but I really choose to help people with head injuries because they are the most ignored population, right? Oh, yeah. And, mis yeah. and misunderstood population. Yeah, yeah. And uh, limited resource population, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was in this for the money, 
I'd be talking to a whole different population. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. You've been a different platform talking to entirely different people. Yeah. You know? And you can always spot them on Facebook. You can always spot the sharks and the snake oil yeah, people. Sure. You can because they just, you know, we 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 clearly say, you know, we, we don't allow advertising and promotion, self promotion in the groups and so on as well. Yeah. But sometimes they slip in and do it anyway. The podcast yeah. is different, obviously, because we like people to come on and talk about what they do and and to right. to show people. But yeah, you will always see them. And we had a period years ago where it was terrible. There were people right. trying to infiltrate for all kinds of nefarious reasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, so, and I deal with that every day on Blaine's groups. I'm yeah. an admin, you know. I'm always trying to keep people off of there. <laughs> oddly enough, are... oddly enough, Kim, some of them were linked to Big Pharma. <gasps> yeah, shock so horror! No kidding. <laughs> shock no horror! Kidding? How about yeah, that? No. Isn't that interesting? And you know, they were like, yeah. you know. Yeah, some kind of weird stuff, and then they were like, "Oh well, we were going to offer you money, and we're going to kind of like fund you." Like, and I just turned around and went, "I won't say what." Well, I just said basically, fake, fake off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Get, get, get out of here! You're gone. Yeah, You're exactly. your Fake off. We yeah. don't want your money. We don't want your, your your bloody get out. And that was, and then we we had the hard fast rule. Was like, well, okay, we'll separate things out. When the podcast started, it's like, yeah, we don't mind it because podcasts are different thing altogether so yeah i think it's always good to talk to people and it's always good to have these conversations especially because uh, yeah. if it gives one person i will use the word hope but it gives one person hope and inspiration and you know the the, the thing that well actually yeah it might not be so bad then part of my job's done as well part of your yeah. job's done too for i like the inspiration word yeah, inspiration's better than hope Inspir inspiration yeah. is sort of hope coupled with action yeah, right? looks like yeah hope's like uh, i was talking to somebody the other day and saying that hope's like kind of when people say oh you just need to think positive you need to have a positive attitude it's like no that's absolute bullshit you need to have positive action and do positive yeah right. thinking and hoping positively yeah. won't get you anywhere you know right. hope, just hopes and prayers won't do anything hopes and prayers right. action and positive action will yes. achieve a difference will achieve something I'm not saying anything, there's nothing wrong with praying, and you know, but hoping, no. hoping is quite dangerous. I think even Nietzsche yeah. said that. He said it's like the most dangerous word in the, in the language is hope. He said yeah. because it, it, it stops people from actually doing things. So, yeah, inspiration is a good one. <laughs> a substitute, yeah. Thank you, yeah, Kim. Inspiration, energy, action. Inspiration and energy, yeah. Okay. And, you know, make a decision. A lot of people yes. don't realize that you get, the decision comes first. Yes, of course. You don't make the decision. You're going to be sitting there and doing nothing, right? That's so and feeling powerless, yeah. right? But when you make a decision and then you follow it with action, you start to get feel your power coming back, and you you have purpose yeah. again. Yeah, and it. you know you're working towards something instead of you yeah. know living in the middle of some past that it cannot be recreated. Absolutely, um, the whole of life is trial and error. In the end, yeah, yeah exactly. people, it's all trial and error. So if you try so, something, it doesn't so quite work. Stay on the creating side of the fence, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So we've covered quite a bit there. Is there anything else yeah. you want to mention in regards to what what you're doing, Kim, at the moment, and um, anything that we've missed out? Uh, you know, I, I would I would love for you know people. If anyone is interested in anything I've talked about, they can reach out to me. They can find me yeah. on Messenger. They can find me on Telegram. Mm -hmm. uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, I mean, tell my, name is, right. my name is Kim Berkheimer. I just typed that yeah, up there. As well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I put PubMed up there too, because if, you know, mm -hmm. PubMed.gov is an incredible resource for people. 
And it's a search engine, much like Google is a search engine, only it contains, it is essentially the, um, the, the medical library of the world, really. I mean, it, yes, is, yeah. it is our US National Library of Medicine, but really it is a, a functional library that is anytime a medical study is published, Mm -hmm. it ends up on pubmed.gov, but it has to be published in a journal first, okay? Mm -hmm. So yes. they've done the research and all of that. So when you have questions about something that, you know, maybe you've heard um, or you're wondering how, if there's any science on a specific product or, mm -hmm. or specific procedure or anything like that, you can go to pubmed.gov and just put in the search bar, whatever that is, and it'll bring up the studies if there are any on it. And yeah. so with oxidative stress now, there's something like 250,000 studies on pubmed.gov. Uh, there's uh, almost 1,300 of them having to do with traumatic brain injury. Same thing with, meta, with um, uh, mitochondria dysfunction. Uh, you look that up and you'll find thousands of studies on it and also relating it to head injury and depression and anxiety. And so you can do all your own research, basically. Yeah. And um, you know, I think probably American tax dollars have paid for all of that, but we yeah, welcome you to, to know about it and to use it because it is a very powerful resource that we can have at our fingertips. Yeah, yeah. And I've used it in the past myself as well to, to look things yeah. up and to, to study, you know, to see what, what I'm dealing with. So, yeah. Uh, and what's the name of the, uh, the website and the, the company? That, for for, uh, for, for which? For Nerf2 and the other products. Um, that, I, will, I will post that. I think I sent you a link for that, didn't I? Um, let me just check. I think just, that's one of the links I sent you. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, yeah what I'll do is um, I'll, I'll include the links in the uh, description beneath the podcast and the video cast as well. So people can okay. click, click okay. on it along with the video, which uh, I mentioned earlier as well. And then they've got right. easy that way as well. Right. So just bear in mind when you go to the website for the products that these they're not going to speak specifically to head injury. It's not going to happen. They can't make claims about anything specific. They're going to talk more in terms of energy, which is going to be addressing, you know, mitochondria health and brain health, uh, cognitive enhancement stuff. It's going to talk in terms of general wellness. It's going to talk in terms of um, skin care, that kind of stuff. But all of these products are infused with uh, Nerf 2 activation. Some of them are also infused with CBD, which help a lot. And, you know, there's skincare because Louisiana State University found that the Nerf 2 activators reduced melanoma uh, occurrence and spread by 54%, 34% came back to the company, said, mm -hmm. you need to do a topical. And so they came out with a whole skincare line that's infused right, okay. that has that kind of a therapeutic benefit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, just don't look for specifics because you're not yeah, going to find them. It's not tailored specifically to post-concussion syndrome or brain injury. Yeah, it's not a medical well, site. It's a natural product, right? So they, it, but it is a biotechnology site. It is um, listed on the NASDAQ. Uh, Wall Street has done their due diligence. The medical profession has done their due diligence, all apart from the company to validate what these are. So uh, and you can look, you can even look it up on um, pubmed.gov. There'll be 28 mm. peer-reviewed published studies referenced on pubmed.gov. So good stuff. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, we, we, we've covered most of the things, I think pretty much everything we want you to cover as well. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say kind of finally to people uh, at home? You know, I know we've, we've talked about hope, inspiration and so on as well. Is yeah. there anything you'd, you'd like to say? Well, first of all, I would remind caregivers to take care of themselves as well as they take care of their, their people they love. 
And uh, I think that's a very important piece of it. Uh, Obviously, that person may need you a lot longer than you might be around otherwise. So take care of yourselves. Be sure you're managing your own stress, right? Uh, So there's that. And for people with traumatic brain injury and the caregivers, I, you know, the best advice I can give is don't quit. Mm. Don't quit. There's more out there than you can possibly imagine. There's still more out there that you and I obviously don't know. A lot of things that people don't know, but you know, more information becomes revealed all the time. So continue to do your research, continue to do your discovery, try to stay on the bright side of things, on the solution side of the orientation, not on the problem side, you know, look for the, you're looking for solutions instead of um, uh, enmeshed in the problem, right? Get out of the problem, get into the solution, basically. I'll leave it with that. Yeah, thank you, Kim. I think it is getting it is getting slightly easier uh, in some ways for people to to be able to find, kind of kind of get themselves out of the, the, the quagmire. Well, people yeah. like you doing podcasts like this, David, and we're seeing more and more of that. We're seeing yeah, more and more groups showing up on Facebook for traumatic yeah, brain injury. So the community is growing. People are finding each other. They're getting yeah. some more support than they've ever had. Yeah, they so, are. Yeah, yeah no, know, just. Um, Stick with it. The, the situation is improving, even though it may feel glacial at times. Yeah, I guess that, yeah, when, when I, I relate to people on the podcast, I relate stories of what it was like back in 2007, 8, 9. And it was, yeah. like, it was like the medieval times, you know, kind of. Crickets yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah <so. laughs> He was like, yeah. can I have some help? And he'd be like, yeah, just the crickets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. yeah, I think, yeah, the internet for good or bad, it can unite us in, in ways that where we can help each other, in, inspire yeah. each other to, to recover and find new ways to recover as well. I think that's the thing for me is, is um, that exploration for people where, they, they, you know, whereas 10, 20 years ago, you couldn't probably do all this. You couldn't do a Zoom podcast. Exactly, yeah. You couldn't reach out to people. You, it was only very basic forums. Now you can just talk openly and just kind of share, no matter what country you're in, because yeah. our, our listeners and viewers are all over the place. So look at the stats on Anchor and stuff and that. And it's like, I didn't realize there's people listening in Mongolia and uh, yeah. the, the Faroe Islands and flipping. Yeah, yeah. So, Blaine's yeah. got people from all over the world on what? his site, you know. <laughs> it's, it's just, got, it's, it gets everywhere. So, um, right. it's really, it, it really helps people to feel empowered, right? When they're part of the group, because now they can help each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. They couldn't before. You know, your experience, whatever it is, is valuable to somebody. Yeah. You know, so don't don't diminish yourselves. Instead, turn turn that into hope for somebody else. Hmm. You know, our assets become our liabilities eventually. I mean, I'm sorry, our liabilities become our assets (laughs) eventually. Yeah. Um, So just keep trying to, you know, improve a little bit every day just a little bit every day and um, stay with it. And I'll be keeping yeah. in my prayers. I don't know if you will, David, but I will. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll definitely agree with that. And I'd say uh, uh, once again, to anybody watching, no matter who you are, uh, you can reach out to us. Um, yeah. I mean, but, and, and on the podcast, um, we're on Twitter, uh, at Post Concussion. On Facebook, got Post Concussion Syndrome Awareness Worldwide Groups and the care, Caregivers and Parents Groups. Uh, the pages and groups there as well um, literally all over the place so most social media 
Uh, you can reach out to us all through the podcast, through Spotify and, and Anchor and so on. You can send messages in that way. Um, yeah, it's brain, a place to get in touch. So yeah. And Blaine's group is Traumatic Brain Injury Healthy Alternatives. Yes, yeah, well, well, yeah, you've put some amazing stuff, and it's, it is inspirational as well. Uh, yeah. Let's blame. Yeah. So, um, yeah, only remains for me to thank you all for listening and for watching, listening or watching, or both, if you've done both. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, this has been episode 58. So, hopefully, we'll have some more new episodes of video cast soon. And finally, it remains for me to give a big thank you for, to Kim for being so generous with her time. That's Kim Berkheimer. Uh, you're most welcome uh, and yeah you can you can like kim said you can get in touch with her on facebook through messenger uh, on telegram uh, and and so on as well and i'll put the links uh, to the video on the uh, the website beneath the podcast as well so thank you for now and we'll see you all later on we'll see you soon thank you well, that was fantastic and uh, yes as uh, you might have heard during the episode you can click on the links um, which will be included with this podcast. Um, if you, or if you just copy and paste those uh, for both um, the studies and also the uh, website for Kim's uh, company and the products as well. So I hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, hopefully you'll be back very soon um, and with some new guests as well and maybe some, some more uh, podcasting on uh, issues that you've all been asking about. A lot of people have been asking about uh, connections between uh, trauma and grieving and post-concussion syndrome uh, seems to be the, the big one for a lot of people. So hopefully I'll, I'll get back with some video casts and podcasts on, on that soon. So for now, take care. And you can always find us on Facebook, uh, Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Worldwide Groups. And on Twitter, the handle is at post-concussion. And you can find us on, on, on a few other platforms as well. But uh, the main way to get in touch is to message us on Facebook. Or you can um, go through uh, YouTube, of course, as well, or any of the podcasting sites. Usually most of them allow you to message or leave feedback as well. So I hope you've enjoyed that and take care for now. Bye-bye.